The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Peter began to say to Jesus, Lo, we have left everything and followed you. Jesus said, Truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or lands for my sake and for the gospel, who will not receive a hundredfold now in this time houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions, and in the age to come eternal life. But many that are first will be last, and the last first. The Gospel of the Lord. In order to understand uh, St. Peter's question today, I think it's helpful to remember the context in which it is being asked. And so if we take uh, this account from Mark's gospel and we tie it up with the account that we have in Matthew's gospel, we have all these details which kind of enrich uh, the question of, of, of St. Peter to Jesus. So we know that what we had before this was the rich young man who came to Christ. And so he represents uh, all of us in a certain sense which is the great mystery that often we cling to the things uh, that cause us destruction, that cause us upset. We cling to things that are temporal, and unfortunately, we often push aside the things that are eternal, that bring peace, that bring joy and life. So it is the great tragedy of our fallen human state, uh, which is that we tend more towards the things we shouldn't, and it is hard for us to be inclined towards the things that we should. And this difficulty is expressed even in the greatest saints of the church. Uh, we know even from St. Paul himself, who says, why is it I do the things I know I shouldn't, I don't do the things I know I should? Who will deliver me from this body of death? The answer, Jesus Christ, as that falls from his lips, his, his Savior, the one who delivers him from this great turmoil that exists within our nature, is the Prince of Peace himself. And so this rich young man comes to Christ, uh, and he will not accept the cost, if you will, of following the Lord. And you might think, well, why does the Lord require everything? Why does he require everything? Because that is generally the requirement of love. Love never wants something that is half-hearted. But also the Lord himself gives everything. He comes completely. And so what he wants is that even though we cannot match what he gives, we can match it in a certain sense, proportionate to our nature. He gives his whole self, and he calls us to do so in return, to give everything and follow him. And so the rich young man, he will not accept this cost, this price. He values other things over the one who stands before him, which is God himself. And so you can imagine the sadness in the heart of Christ as he watches this young man diminish as he walks away from himself. And the Lord then turns to his disciples, and he says, uh, that it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to inherit the kingdom. And the disciples are shocked at what the Lord says. And we can see that their shock shows that they understand that he doesn't just mean earthly riches because they are poor themselves. And yet they say to him, well, who then can be saved? Or in the Greek it says, who then has the power to be saved? 
Who can do this of their own power? The answer, no one, right? It's only Christ that can do this in us. And so they are shocked at the words of the Lord, as often happens, right? Because the words of the Lord, when they are spoken, they are full of this extreme, if you will, a call to this extreme love, which is his own love. And so they are shocked by his words, shocked, if you will, out of this kind of way of thinking that they have fallen into. And so the Lord says, he gives the answer, what is impossible for man is possible for God. That's our hope, that the Lord sends an answer to what is impossible for us, right? He can do what is impossible. And so then what St. Peter says, and this is a later trial, if you will, this is a trial and difficulty that comes after having followed Christ for a while. The young, the rich young man, he represents the early stages of following Christ. When we stand before the Lord and we must consider if we will leave our old life behind and take up a new life, that is the test of the rich young man, which unfortunately he walks away from. But there is a trial that comes later in our spiritual life. After having followed Christ for many years, sometimes we forget the value of the one whom we have followed. And so what happens in this life is that even though we choose to follow Christ, like the Israelites when they were in the desert, following Moses, following the Lord, but they also had their hearts lingering back in Egypt to a certain extent, longing for the flesh parts of Egypt. So there is all these attachments that continue in our heart that also then continually need to be purified. And so what you can see here is St. Peter's question to Jesus has a certain ring of sadness to it. In Matthew's account, he says, we who have left everything, what will we have? Right? What will we have? And so you can see that he still considers all the things that he's left. They're still actually in his mind. And he's also considering a future reward as to what will we get from having left all these things. Now there is a certain sadness in that question. St. Peter in his question is focused on the past, we who have left everything, and he is also focused on the future, what will we get? But he is missing the present moment. He is missing the present, the gift that is present to him. These ones who left everything, the great gift that they have been given is companionship with Christ. He is standing their presence to them, an answer to their prayers, a fulfillment of all their desires, and he is the one who still continually gives all things for their sake. And so there is a certain sadness in his question, but the Lord in his mercy, as he is merciful with all of us as we slowly convert to sanctity with him, he promises all of the future things that will be given to them, but he is also the fullness of that gift in himself because he is God. And so also for us, this moment of reconsideration, if you will, of our following Christ, where we are faced with the present moment of the beautiful gift that has been given to us in Christ, is given to us most particularly daily here at the Mass. It is in the Eucharist that we have this same encounter, where we can forget what we have left behind because it is nothing. We long and hope for future promises yet, yes, but also we enjoy the presence of the companionship of Christ in Holy Communion and in the Blessed Sacrament. And what we have when we receive Christ is this constant call to love from the sacrament of his love. 
because in the Eucharist he continues to give himself to us completely. He shows us the extremes of love to which we are called, that the one who gives himself completely, he requires the same gift of ourselves every day, completely, everything, to be detached from all else and to have our heart attached only to him. Amen.